Hello, my friend. You're listening to episode number 13 of Tiepod. Now, today I am so excited because we are joined by Michelle Hagen, who is a sales and profitability strategist. She works with one-on-one clients to help them take sales, marketing, and profits to the next level. Now, today's episode is incredibly unique because we are applying Michelle's 10 years of sales expertise to try to figure out good ways for entrepreneurs to pivot their sales strategy during uncertain times. Michelle is absolutely perfect to chat with today, and she's been featured on podcasts, partnered with brands like Camp Climb and Statement Boutique, and has even been featured on Jenna Kutcher's platform. She's a Nebraska native who married her high school sweetheart, and they have two spirited little boys uh, who just share all the love and joy with them. So if you are as ready as I am, let's just take a second and dive into pivoting our sales strategy to deal and match times of uncertainty. My friend, this episode is so good, you don't want to miss it. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Tie Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Tai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So, settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. Well, first of all, I just want to say I am so excited that we have you here today because I already know that what we are about to talk about is going to be super relevant to anybody listening now and quite frankly, still even applicable in the future because during any time of uncertainty, kind of figuring out how to pivot our sales is literally like the A1 skill. But before we dive into all of that, Michelle, I would just love if you could introduce yourself, like tell us your story and tell us who you are and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you today. So I'm Michelle. I am a sales and profitability strategist. And what does that mean? So I work with entrepreneurs on your sales in the profitability of your business and where are the profits coming from and looking at kind of the numbers and getting nitty gritty. Um, So I like to look at your systems and processes and what do you have in place and the tracking that you have in place to help with your sales. And we work on, um, you know who your ideal client is, but now are we selling correctly to your ideal client and talking correctly to your ideal client? And um, I also like to talk with entrepreneurs on like, all right, here we have your business, you've been selling. Now, how can we make it better? How can we sell your product better? How can we give your um, clients what they want next from you and increase your business and help you grow? So I work with entrepreneurs on a wide range of things that have to kind of do with sales and finances. And um, I came into doing this after... 10 years of working in the insurance industry, I took a pause and stayed home as a stay-at-home mom pretty much for about two years after I had my second son. And during that time, I realized I had all this knowledge of sales and marketing and, and talking to clients and that I had a lot of entrepreneur friends who needed help in this area and they didn't know how to do it. They just were really good at their product or their service. And they needed help figuring out like, okay, now that I've built my business, I've made the foundation. How do I actually now scale this thing and get it into the hands of the people who need it? And so that's where I decided, you know what, I don't want to go back to insurance. I would rather work um, hand in hand with entrepreneurs and help them figure out like what is next in their business and their sales and um, get into that nitty gritty. And um, so that's kind of how my entrepreneur journey started. And I also have a huge heart for moms who are entrepreneurs and moms that are entrepreneurs who started after having babies, because I think that we so often don't see that highlighted, that we see all these women who started before they had babies and they have these big, massive companies and they're great. But um, I 
like just love shining a light on the mom who's like still nursing a baby and rocking a business at the same time because that's one big feat to do. I am absolutely like obsessed with this direction that you're starting to go in in terms of supporting the moms who started their business when they already had littles because I don't have any littles, but mm-hmm. I can imagine that totally different feeling. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I think back to back when I was a young, young insurance person, you know, back in making, building my insurance agency. And for a while I had my own small agency and I put so many hours in, like so many hours. And no one told me like, hey, this is not probably the healthiest thing for you to be doing. You know, they just let me work. and. I look now and think as a mom or as a woman wanting to like go into even like an insurance industry or starting your own business, it requires like so many dedicated hours, but you have like, you don't have the choice. You have to block your time that like you are a mom, you know, it's like your mom first and then your business comes and there is no balance between it. It's just doing what feels best to you. But for knowing myself of like what I could accomplish pre-kids and what I can accomplish now, I think is very different. I think I'm much more effective with my time now than I was pre-kids, but it's just still very different of the obstacles that you have to overcome and that You have to, you know what, like I had an opportunity that was supposed to be this coming summer to partner with Camp Climb and I'm still kind of doing a partnership with them, but I was supposed to run like a post-camp retreat and then I found out that Mm -hmm. kindergarten starts the Monday after the retreat and my, like the day my retreat was supposed to be on is the first day of kindergarten. So I had to say, hey, you know what, we're going to have to pause this for a year because kindergarten, first day of kindergarten comes first. So, you know, it's just kind of realizing that things ebb and flow and business opportunities will always come and go and things will come back around. But it's just knowing as a mom that like, you might have to say no to some opportunities and it's okay to say no to them. And sometimes it's okay to say yes to them and to miss some things, but it's just deciding what is most important to you. Absolutely. And I think uh, you hit it right on the nail there, especially in terms of just giving yourself that grace. Like I can only imagine, but also I think it's beautiful that you're just like, sometimes I'm going to take the opportunity and and I'll miss like the stray soccer game here and there. But first day of kindergarten, heck no. (laughs) Yeah, no. And especially now and like, as we're recording this, if people are ever listening back, like I'm missing, I don't get a preschool graduation, which is so weird because I always was like, oh, that's so like you know, in the, you see it on TV or whatever. You're like, that's dumb. And I was thinking the other day and I was like, oh, (laughs) like, this is really sad. Like, because this is it, but I'm getting more time before school starts. So it's all a trade-off of what way you look at it. So. (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, I think that was a really good segue though. Uh, Just in terms of we are living in some unprecedented times right now, but like I mentioned earlier, What we're going to start to dive into in just a second, even if you're listening to this and it's, it's a few months after the storm has kind of passed, I think that the things that Michelle has planned to chat with y'all about, man, like they are applicable no matter what, because sometimes we just have to pivot in, in life and in all areas of our business. So Michelle, I know that you are my sales queen, okay? (laughs) You are my sales queen. And I really want to hear just your perspective on how we can kind of pivot and navigate selling to our ideal clients, given everything that's going on right now. Absolutely. And you and I had kind of chatted before, and I want to remind people that like, right now, like nobody can give you like some massive expert opinion of how you should be selling to your clients because 
none of us have ever walked waters like this before. Yes, there are people in the business industry who have lived through the recession. They were in the 08 recession and things like that. But this new digital age has never been in a recession before. So if you're like a digital business, like this is totally different. I mean, because even back in the 08 recession, like I was still in college. Like, I mean, I knew the recession was happening and it affected me of like getting jobs when I was graduating college, but it didn't affect any of us like it is now. And Mm -hmm. nobody can really pinpoint or give us exact guidance of like, well, how are the people going to buy? What are they doing? Like, we don't know. Like, and even from like the experts of like that are way above me that have more years of sales on me are even kind of saying like, we're not really sure. And I've even been watching what some of my people are doing. And they're all I'm, they're just all trying different things, you know, okay, well, let's see if we maybe throw this out there at a discount. Are they going to buy it? We don't know. Um, Because it is, it's just, we don't know how long any of this is going to last. But I just think it's really important to keep in mind your ideal client. No one knows the client who buys your product or service better than you. So this is where some of the intuitive entrepreneurship comes in on your part of listening to what your ideal client is wanting right now. But it's also knowing that your business has to keep going. You have to keep making an income. So you need to, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to stop selling. You need to do what makes best, what makes the most sense for your business right now, and then just keep moving forward. I have to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Primally Pure. Y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and my husband disapproves of 99.9% of them, but not my new Primally Pure charcoal deodorant. I have been so excited to share this with you because I have been testing it myself for three full months before I decided that it was worth sharing. This is absolutely my hands-down favorite natural deodorant, and I've tried at least five or six brands by now. And even better, it can be your new favorite too. You can get your next order for 10% off by using the code TIANA10. That's right, T-I-A-N-N-A-1-0, and you're on your way to your new favorite deodorant. And hopefully your significant other will approve of this one. And that's where we had kind of talked about there's three different types of buyers and everybody has these buyers. They're the people who either buy as soon as they see your offer. So these people don't think about having to spend money. Your offer makes sense to them and they buy it. There's the people who are going to go research you. They are going to go look for every Google page about your product. They're going to look for the bad reviews about your product or service. They're going to want to know exactly why your product costs as much as it costs compared to the competitors. They research everything. And then there's the third one who's kind of, they're like this hybrid. And that's where 40% of your buyers come from. And they are an impulse. They wait till the last minute that you're going to take your product or service away from them in order for them to buy, but they've also researched. They also need to buy. They also need you to have them emotionally attached to it. So they need to know that like, this is how I'm going to feel after I've used your product or service. And so we can kind of dive a little bit deeper into all three of those. But I think a lot of people just think like, oh, well, my ideal client is a mom in her 30s who likes to carry high high end handbags. Okay, well there's that is one person, but we need to break it down into how that one ideal client buys in three different types of ways. Does that make sense? You know what? It absolutely does, and let me just say I've never quite thought about it in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I It's interesting because I've learned about the three types of buyers a bit before, and I'm familiar with the concept, but I never thought about actually taking it and applying it to kind of the avatar that I have in my mind when I think of my ideal client. 
and being like, okay, well, if she is this type of buyer, what is she thinking? Mm-hmm. If she's this type of buyer, what is, like I've never gone that far, actually. And I'm kind of shook because yeah. <laughs> I knew we were talking about this and I still never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah. So kind of what you're talking to piggyback off of what you're talking about. So what I would tell someone if like you and I were in a coaching session, what I would say is, okay. So now that we know who your ideal client is, we need to think about the three types of, now she's split into three types of women and your first person. So now we need to think about, okay, so what is this first person thinking? What are they researching? What are they Googling to come across your product? So let's just, I don't know, let's pick something. Let's just say that you sell handbags. Okay. Because we talked about our handbag lady before. So This person might be, and maybe it's a mom with a handbag, okay? So this person might be Google searching like handbags that are cohesive to diapers or cohesive to carrying all the things I need in a diaper bag. So she's looking for a specific product. And when that pops up for her, this person doesn't necessarily need you to answer tons of questions in her head. She just needs you to provide her with what she wants and what she's looking for because she already knows that what she wants and what she's looking for and she's going to spend the money on it. So this is your easiest sell. And this is the one that most people just sell to this person and then they walk away and leave the other two alone because they forget to sell to the other two or they don't want to put the work in for the other two because the first one is the easiest, right? They're just going to Google you and they're going to find your product and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Done, bought, in cart. Now it's going to be when you get to your like second and third as to where they're going to research. They're going to want to know. So tell me what it, why is your product better than this other competitor product? Or But you're not having to name the competitors. It's just saying, you can say like, oh, well, our handbag has a waterproofing feature to it that you don't see in other liked handbags. So you don't have to name out your competitors, but it's kind of giving them like, what are the questions they are going to be asking against your product or service compared to your competitors? And how can you pre-answer those questions for that buyer that's going to be your researcher and wanting to look through everything. So answer as many questions as you can for them up front so that they have more reason to buy and they're not having to sit as much. So this is where why we also add like testimonials to our sales page because people want to go um, click on your testimonials. They want to go see who these people are that have used your product or service And so giving them those examples and showing them, then you're already feeding them what they need to buy your product. And this helps to then close that sale because you've already answered a lot of their questions. Does that make sense to you? So far? It surely does. It surely does. You're making me want to like revisit my website. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then you have like your third buyer who this is the one where either you have to make them have the fear of missing out. This is why we have closed carts, limited edition products, um, because they need for you to say, okay, you've thought about it. I've shown you all the research and now it's going to go away. So you need to make a decision, but they also need to have feeling attached to it. So they need to know that wearing this handbag is going to make me feel like a mom who has my stuff together. I'm not going to walk out and look like a hot mess mom with diapers hanging everywhere, but by having this bag, I'm going to look and feel put together. And that's like what these buyers are also maybe searching. That is a question that could be in their head already that they're looking for something to give them a piece of who they were before, but they need it to be cohesive to being a mom. So you're answering those questions and you're letting them feel. How are they going to feel after they use your product? What are what are the anxieties and fears inside of them that you are going to settle by providing your product or service to them. And these people are actually make up 40% of your purchases. And these people are the ones that 
you're often forget forgot about people just forget them and just let them be because we sell to those first ones that are easy and we don't have to work for but this mm -hmm. third buyer by setting a deadline to purchase your product or limited edition and you really have to nurture these people but 40% of your sales will come from them as long as you still are nurturing and answering their questions and letting them feel um, you're going to see a higher um, sales percentage by continually selling to your last buyer. So these are the people that uh, they're the reason that the last like day of sales yep. is like the major day and we all like go crazy and pull our hair out. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's funny because I am one of those buyers, like, and as a salesperson, like, I? just, and it is, you know, and, it, and that's the thing is I guarantee as people were listening, you knew like exactly which one you were. Oh, yep. That's how I need to feel when I'm buying something. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And I literally wait till almost like the last hours of something. And I don't know why, but I like hate having money come out of my wallet. So I, it better be for a good reason. And I better have researched and knew that my money is going to give me the return of what I'm buying. So once you kind of know these, it's real easy to then go look at your sales strategy and say, okay, am I talking now that I've thought about these questions um, that these people are asking as we go along in the sale of what they're needing, the questions that they need answered in their head, is my sales matching that? Am I nurturing them to know the research? Am I nurturing them to how they're going to feel using my product or service? And if you're not, then you can just make little tweaks as we go. And I think it's also really important to remember that there's so many different ways of doing this, of whether it be live video and email, you know, we could go down a whole nother rabbit hole of, of that, but it's just kind of remembering to not forget that you have one ideal client who needs to be sold to in three different ways. Yes, I think that's like the net of everything you're saying. And okay, like you, you literally, guys, you're basically listening in on a live coaching session. <laughs> Michelle doesn't know it, but she's coaching me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but what I would love to just like, I think we can dig a little deeper in terms of kind of the uncertainty that's in the air right now. Mm -hmm. And whether people are listening to this in real time, like the day it's launched, or even down the road in any period where whether it's impacting our industry, our niche, or the whole freaking world, right? How do we kind of sell to these people during a time of uncertainty? Are there any tweaks you would make or any like specific things you think that each type would be thinking about? So I think like your fr that first buyer, so these people, again, are the ones who like don't really think about spending money. They just spend money. I think these people are still going to be your ones who buy. They are going to still be the ones who are, I need a new whatever. I'm going to search Amazon well, or whatever small business. We'd rather them do a small business. But, uh, you know, whatever it's going to be, like they're going to still search and they're going to still buy because that is just in their nature. Now, the one, the, your buyer who wants to research everything, this is where it's going to be really hard. To these, those last two are going to, they're just going to be hard right now because you need to really convince them why do they need your product? Because they research everything. It takes them a lot to take money out of their wallet. So they're already thinking right now, okay, I need to probably pare back and budget back. So it's kind of looking, okay, what is my product and service? Is it an essential thing to somebody right now? Yes or no. Okay. Yet, yeah. and, and all of us can probably find some way that our product and service is essential to someone, whether it be in their business and their mental or health or their well being. So then it's, it's answering those questions of uncertainty in their head right now. So, for example, one thing that I pr purchased recently was I had to buy a homeschool box that came. But I also researched all these different homeschool boxes and who's going to give me the most for my butt, you know, like it was still the same logical thing is happening in my head. Like who's going to give me the most for my buck? Who's going to give me 
like the pre-cut paper supplies because I'm not a Pinterest mom. So where can I, you know, like, where can I get all of that? So it's just remembering that like your ideal client is still the same person. They're just going to think they're going to pause before they buy now. So you are just kind of having to overcome that pause or helping them see like, okay, maybe you were looking at my product and you were ready to buy and you were ready to buy the Cadillac plan of my product or service and you were ready to go all in and then this hit and you had to pump the brakes. But what piece can I maybe offer my as my product or service that's just a small piece that doesn't cost as much that gets them some win that I could give them in this time so that we are still keeping a connection as um, you know our service and product to our clients they are still staying connected to us but they're not purchasing a ton And it's just interesting. And I wish that I like could have a magic ball and say like in two weeks, we're going to all still be at home, but everyone will start buying again because we're going to see the end. And I don't, you know, I don't know. So it is hard to say, well, here's exactly what I would do. But I just think that you really need to be thinking about like, what is your ideal client thinking right now, sitting at home, possibly of losing a job or an income loss is could be coming in the future, or maybe they're just home and they're scared of what's happening because some people ha- haven't lost any income. They're just at home. So it's just kind of think and put yourself in your ideal client's shoes of like, what are they thinking right now? What do they need? How do they need my product and service? And then how can I give that to them? Right. And uh, I think you kind of touched on something that I I find really interesting and I want to highlight it because you earlier, you mentioned kind of thinking about, you know, if you don't have an essential product or service right now, right? Like we can all figure out in some type of way how our product or service could be essential, but actually taking the time to pause and reflect on it. Because like for me personally, if I look at my sales copy and like the strategies I have in place, it's not necessarily reflective of the current time right now. But if I were to go back in and kind of look at it with fresh eyes and put myself in my ICA shoes right now, it's only little tweaks that I would really need to make if I was in a launch period in this moment. So like, is that kind of what you're talking about? Just looking at it with those fresh eyes. Yeah. It's looking at it like with those fresh eyes. Yeah. Of, okay. What little tweaks of the messaging, you don't need to change everything because if you're still selling to a mom, she's still a mom. Like, you know, like it didn't change nothing of the makeup of your ideal client changed. just their thought process has changed some. So that's just kind of what we need to look at of how are you messaging and maybe just to kind of touch on the piece where you're like if you do have a product and it's totally like not essential at all and you're like I don't know how I am going to sell this well maybe it's a time like this is a time where you could pivot and no one is going to question you like or maybe you've decided like you know what I've been thinking about trying some this one piece out of my business try it what's it going to hurt in this season, because you can try it and you can try and pivot. And if it doesn't work, then go back to what you were doing when it's all said and done. I think that this is a really cool. And if people look at it as a beautiful time as entrepreneurs, because yes, we have our business and we want to stick to what we were doing, but you also have the flexibility to like try something new and see how it works or if people respond and if they don't respond, like that's okay. Then just go back to what, then go back to the sweet spot of what was working. Let me tell you, like I've seen people trying all sorts of things. It's only been what, two weeks at this point, but I've seen some stuff and I'm not batting an eye at anybody trying new things right now. Right. Cause every, and I mean, everyone's trying to figure out like, okay, well, what are we going to do and how are we going to make this work? And some people are figuring out like, how the heck do I even go online? But, 
Um, Yeah, it is. It's just a really interesting time right now. And I think it's going to be a really cool, interesting time as as entrepreneurs and to have some history in our country talking about how digital marketing and entrepreneurship kind of picked up by the bootstraps. And we were the ones that kind of led the charge of like, because a lot of us have all been doing all of this online for a while, like we already knew how to do and a lot of what is happening or that we're having to help transition. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I've actually, because I still uh, am consulting within corporate companies right now, mm-hmm. and I've seen like the most, it's so interesting to watch actually, because you know, like salespeople who are on the ground, like calling on customers and stuff like that. And now they are just transitioning into learning how to digitally sell. And they're taking full modules on like virtual selling and stuff. And I'm just like, us entrepreneurs, especially ones who have kind of built our online businesses and done a lot of our marketing through social. I'm like, it's it's a different industry, of course, but we've been digitally selling and selling in the DMs for ages now. So it's just really interesting to see. Yeah, I think it is so interesting how you can look at a lot of these inter- industries like insurance and real estate and um, where they have to like meet with people and they cold call. And it's funny, before all of this happened, I had been having this thought of maybe I need to take this sales and marketing coaching back to where I started because these insurance people have no clue what how to sell. And it's funny because I was thinking to myself, if something happened and you couldn't meet with these people, you have no clue how to sell to them because they don't have email lists and they don't have all of these things that us that work in the digital marketing selling, we have and we know how to do. And now there's all, now it's so interesting because we're seeing this whole shift of these people who are really good at sales and their industries, but they didn't proof themselves to have their clients taken away because normally what they did was only sell by cold calling or face-to-face calling. And now they don't have that. And it's funny as digital marketers, we always say like, you need to have an email list because Facebook and Instagram could be swept away in one fell swoop mm-hmm. and never ever did anybody think in one fell swoop your clients could be taken away. And now I think which who knows maybe we've just discovered a whole new platform I'm going to make that you know, <laughs> like total you know it's like you have to look at both sides all sides of your business because if something happens and one part, you get a hole in one part of your ship, like you're going to start sinking. So that's where becoming rounded and staying in the times and the digital marketing and how are we currently selling? And we could go deep into like selling into DMs and selling on Facebook and Instagram. Like they each have their own unique thing. Now, I think what when it comes to like selling to our ideal client, just Focus on like the one area, like where is your client the most and focus there and become really good at that piece of it. But then also knowing like it's probably smart to get on TikTok. Who knows? I couldn't tell you anything about selling on TikTok. All I know is that (laughs) you might be going there. So guess what? I did make a TikTok. There's no videos. Nobody go search me yet. But you know, I have one too. I have one too, actually. You know, but (laughs) but like I've watched. Okay, like this is where it's going. My ideal Mm -hmm. client is not is 
no longer really on Facebook. They're there in a Facebook group, you know, so it's, it's watching where's your ideal client going and how can you sell to that platform and then being like really good at a couple of them and just being dangerous at the other ones. So that if something happened, you could hop in there and you could look like you've known what you've been doing the whole time. But you know, it's not your main place of where your clients or followers come to find you. Right. And I've got to like take half a step back because you were speaking and you gave me like the biggest aha. So I don't think, and I'm going to pressure test this with you like right here, right now live, but I don't think that this is necessarily going to apply to everybody that's listening. But like you said, so for your business, right, you realized, wait a second, should I like take this information back to corporate? Because actually right now they really need it. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And it gave me this aha because so many of us, not all of us, but so many of us are service providers, right? And we help businesses accomplish very specific things. And you, I just realized that like, whoa, okay, so maybe, 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 maybe your ICA, like you're going to pivot a little bit, but still maybe sales are down we can get scrappy here. And like, yeah, if we have something that's totally applicable to a company that is like making this huge shift to digital and doesn't know what the heck they're doing, do you think like why the heck not kind of expand our ICA at least for this season and actually serve people who truly need it? Yeah, you know, I think you could do that or it becomes also being, I'm a huge advocate of being like a people connector. So maybe you're seeing this massive need that is happening in a company because I know you work with like a lot of corporate people and they're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out like, how do I now do Facebook advertisements? Well, like I know you have some knowledge in Facebook advertisements and you might be able to tell them how to do it. But what I would also think of is saying, hey, you know what? I see that you have this need. I want to connect you with this person that I know who is the absolute expert in this. This is how they help people. And this is why I think you should work with them. So you've already teed them up. So now you have also become a person of resource to them so that you are resourceful, but you're also helping out a fellow entrepreneur. But if you can like totally jump in and help them with all of the Facebook ads, do it. You know, like, yes, if you can say like, hey, by the way, I have these a la carte services. I don't normally sell these, but I can help you out with this. Yes, do that. But if you're also looking at it like, holy cow, I'm seeing a hole in this shit, but I can't fix that hole. But I know someone else who can fix the hole. Start using your resources as people as connectors and start working with your circle of people to help connect and use each other to continue to get work because you might see a place where they're you know they um, are needing help with how are we going to pivot for our sales but I couldn't tell them how what are you going to do with hiring on your next clients or what are you going to do or how are you going to fill these holes or you know so I would tell them to call you you know so it's using as um, ways of kind of becoming a person of a connector, but then also jumping in and helping where you can. But totally, if that's what you got to do is get scrappy. I think that that's what it, it, do it. (laughs) I absolutely love the idea of being a connector. I was actually just reading a book about that. Fun fact. Uh, So yes to that. And then I was also really thinking about just like the person who is that Facebook ads manager or the person like me who literally is an expert in how to lead people online or the person like Michelle, who is a sales expert specifically in the online space. Like, I think it's such a good opportunity just to think, you know, Even though typically a lot of us like to serve other entrepreneurs, maybe some of our skills really are applicable to these companies who really need it right now. So yes, I think connecting or seeing where you fit in any which way, I yeah, that's such a good idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've got to ask you, what are you like, what would you say to the person? I'm going to pivot a little bit here. But what would you say to the person who's just like, feels like they just can't sell 
at all right now. Like, I don't care who my type, who my uh, three types are. I don't care what they're thinking. I don't want to sell right now. Now is not the time to sell. It feels gross. People are going to look at me strange. Like, what do you say to that person? You know, I, I that's, you know, that's a hard question. <laughs> you know, I would honestly say it's like, either you you have to figure out a way to survive this or you're not. And that's where it's kind of like becomes a tough love of, I get it that you don't want to sell, but if you quit selling, your business is not going to thrive. Or if you're in a place where you're like, you know what, I could sit back and if I don't bring in money, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay, great. If that's going to be the place that we're in, then I want you to just serve. I just want you to connect with your ideal clients, connect with your audience, give them free resources, just be present online. Um, But I also think that it's going to be kind of interesting to watch because I feel like everyone has gone into this hyper sense of connecting and being digital and connecting digital online that it almost feels overwhelming. But I think that like, you just have to remember your ideal client and like, how much is your ideal client wanting right now from you? And just show up and continue to be front of mind. I'm not saying that like, you need to be out there and just in their face this whole time, if you're going to take a breath from sales, but just at least still be there so that they can, they can see you. And when it's done and they're ready to come back to whatever your product or service is, you're the first one that comes to mind because you stayed front of mind. You gave them little touches. You gave resources that could help during this time. But really when it comes down to like if it's feeling yucky or not, I think that that kind of all comes back to the same thing of people just having that feeling of feeling yucky because we've all seen yucky salespeople and most people are not yucky. You're not, you know, you're not a yucky person and you're not going to sell in an unauthentic way. So you're not, you're not coming across that way. It's just in your mind mentally that that's how you're looking when you're not. I love it. It's just, if you're not a yucky person, you're not a yucky salesperson. So (laughs) calm down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tough love for you, friends. Sorry, it is yeah. a bit. <laughs> sorry. I don't. I didn't know if you wanted some sweet, nice thing to be like. It's okay, no. but you know what? But it's true. Like at some point, like that's the thing as entrepreneurs is what we sign up for. That it's hard, and it is like, and it's funny that as entrepreneurs we live on this like total up and down roller coaster, and everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. That. Now it's kind of interesting that I feel like there's like more people that have joined us on this up and down roller coaster of what our Mm -hmm. normal lives look like. But maybe it's that we just need to be the examples of how you regulate that. Because to us, it's so normal to be like, Monday was great. And I was going to take on the world. And by Wednesday, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, just like Netflix coma. Just nobody talks to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I just think it's super important to remember that like no matter what, like we're going to all come out of this in a different way than we came into it, whether some maybe it'll be some maybe it'll be bad, but for most I'm hoping that like you if you're for your sales and your marketing that you use this time to like just do a check-in on yourself. This is the time to like reword the website or take a pause from sale and totally redo however you're going to put your offer out there to your ideal client because it's not even going to phase them if you pause because of this moment. So really, this is the time where people need to be like really tightening up the ship and making sure like, is my wording all correct? Do I have my systems and processes down in place? Do I know exactly what my client is, what that onboarding process of a client is going to look like and things like that? This is the perfect time to perfect that. Yes, you are preaching to me. These are all things that um, are actually on my to-do list personally. (laughs) Seriously, I'm just like, wow. It's been really interesting because a little bit earlier you brought up the point that like some people are kind of hyper selling and or serving, which is a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. But like from your perspective, I think I kind of already know what you're going to say, but like how sustainable is that? Because to me, I'm kind of like, 
whoa, a lot of people are on live right now. This is intense. (laughs) You know, I just don't know that it will be super sustainable because um, people are going to get burnt out. I mean, I know for myself as a consumer, I'm already like pairing way back of what I what I'm ingesting and what I listen to and what I do because it's just too much. And there's um, everyone's trying to hyper connect right now. And instead of just kind of sitting in and being, and I think that there's a beauty of knowing for yourself, the balance between staying connected and also just being in yourself and not having to stay connected. But like with all these people that are going live, and if I just don't see people being able to keep that up because it takes a lot of work and energy, but it's also like people are just going to get super burnt out eventually of, I think personally, of having all this constant media coming at us. And I know personally for me, I just kind of want to go back to my normal podcasts and my normal lives and my normal people that I ingest. And I can't like, it's not happening and it's driving me nuts. But, um, So that's why like, I just think like, just show up and still be genuinely authentically you. And if you are an entrepreneur, and then you're in this season, and you're like, you know what, I am totally getting a calling of, I am going to go do some yoga, I'm going to put my phone down, I'm not going to answer emails. Nobody's going to judge you right now. So take the time to breathe if that's what you need. I love it. And like just giving yourself that grace. But I also, I want to know what you have to say to the person who really does want to sell right now. Like, are they, you know, like they're not the bad guy if they want to sell right now, right? No. And like, you're just still offering your product or service because there are still people out there who your product or service like are needed by people right now, or, you know, you, whatever is in your course, people could benefit from learning right now. Um, I just think it's being mindful of knowing that people are being overloaded. And so just knowing what your messaging is going to and nurturing them in that in the way that they need to hear your product or service. But just knowing that you don't 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 feel like you have to scream louder because other people are screaming. Who the whoever your you know your ideal client is still going to hear you. You don't need you know. So it's not that you need to show up you know no, normally how you were. And now you're going to show up a hundred times more. That I don't think that that maybe necessarily needs to happen. I just think that your ideal client just needs to know that you're still there and and that your product and service is still there and that here's how I'm here for you. Here's what I have to offer you for you right now. I think there's absolute gold in what you just said, because right before you said you don't have to scream louder just because other people are screaming, you mentioned very specifically that like you're feeling that urge to kind of pull in a little bit and really just focus in on those people that you all like you adore them and you love their content and you love the way they teach you so on and so forth. So I just thought that was such a good message because it's like if they're your ideal client, and they are already your ideal client, like, okay, maybe now's not the best time to be like, (laughs) trying to bring in a thousand new, you know, people to look at your stuff, and then just be hot leads, like maybe this isn't the time for that. But if they love you, and they already love you, like, they will, they're gonna do what we're doing, because quite frankly, I'm doing the same thing. And I'm tuning out the noise. And I'm focused in on the people that I already love their stuff. If someone mm-hmm. comes in and knocks my socks off, that's cool too, I guess. But like, <laughs> right, if yeah. I'm their ICA, I'm tuning everybody else out and I'm still listening to you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's 100% selling and serving to the people who already were watching you and already following you and already know who you are. You know, there'll be the people, like you said, that break out and maybe get your attention. But I think there's also something that's beautiful in remembering that like, you can resell and nurture nurture to clients and buyers who've already bought and sold your product. Like this is a great time to maybe resell or just reconnect with them um, and figure out like what do they need next from you and building like testimonials are a great thing right now. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's so much that you could be doing, I think in this time. And I think that, 
Um, this is going to be one of those times where entrepreneurs, where we always talk about having the entrepreneur intuition of that entrepreneurs just kind of know and feel what feels best to them. Yes, there's going to be things that are going to make logical sense for you. But like also having the intuition of the as the business owner and the leader of your company of knowing like what feels good to me right now and just leaning in on that. Right. Oh, I love it. Okay. So we have to have to wrap up, although we could just like dive down so many rabbit holes. Like sales is just such a big topic. <laughs> it is. It is one of those that like, I always have to like tell myself or write myself notes. Don't start talking about because we could just go on and on. And I just love talking about it. So. <laughs> Well, uh, do you have any final words for the good people who are navigating this time, whether they are actively selling or serving with grace, either way, uh, any final words for them? You know, I think my biggest thing is that I just want people to know that like, no matter what, you're going to be okay. And no matter what, you are a a person that is making a wave and we're making a wave in history um, as still being a business owner in this time. And I just really have been thinking about just remember that like you're being gifted time that you maybe didn't have before. And so use that time for whatever is going to serve you best, whether it's in your personal life or your business, like just remember that like, even though it's hard right now, to look at the positive and find the gift in what you've been given in this season. Yes, I love it. Especially like I saw the other day somebody, I think they had lost a few clients or something like that. But instead of being gloom and doom about it, they were like, it's okay. I won the time lottery. We're going to use right. this time to revamp my website. <laughs> yes. Yes, go into the world with that energy, guys. Like we will survive whatever hits us because we're entrepreneurs and that's what the freak we do, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, Michelle, tell us all the details. Tell us where you're hanging out, where people can connect with you. Uh, let us let us know. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Ann, and it's A-N-N and Hagen, H-A-G-E-N. And the same as my website, it's michelleannhagen.com. So it's the same across Facebook, Instagram, and my website. So it's not too hard to find me. So um, I hang out on Instagram most of the time, but um, I would love to connect with any of you. Or if you have any sales questions, um, I'm always happy to help. Thank you so much. This was such a rich conversation. We honestly could have gone on forever, but thank you just for kind of sewing into the Tide Pod audience today. Thank you so much for having me. 